Hello, welcome to episode 4 of this podcast um, I tried adding a little intro today, just to switch things up um, It's the default one for like the app I use to record So it's not like set in stone I can definitely change it if, if people want But yeah, I thought It's been 4 weeks as international break um, Why not just like talk about what's happened so far in the Premier League, like it has only been four weeks, but like a lot has happened, and there's a lot to sort of discuss and you know break down. So yeah, I thought, why not? And um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna go in sort of order of uh, teams that I predicted to finish in the league, if that makes sense. So start off with City, who I thought would win it, um, and then just work my way down. And yeah, without further ado, yeah, let's just go look at City. So. City, yeah, it's it's been pretty much exactly what we've all expected. What we all expected from them, um, like performance-wise, anyway. Like they've just been so dominant in every game, and they just got really unlucky against Spurs. But other than that, they've just looked so good. Like the Bruyne, it's like he didn't miss most of last season. He's just back doing what he does. Aguero looks like like he's gonna score thirty this season. Sterling, yeah, he looks like he's definitely peaking now. Like he's he's definitely gonna hit like twenty plus this season, and he just looks like one of the best players in in the world. Not even in the league. Like he just looks like a he's a top ten player in the world now. Um. Uh, who else? David Silva looks like really good again. Like last season, especially the second half of last season, his form like seriously dipped, and this season he's just been so good again and. Yeah, it's like Bernardo hasn't even played. I think he's missed like two games, and it's like he was he was one of the best players last year, like probably their second, third best player. And it's like people haven't even been talking about the fact that he hasn't started half the games. Like their squad is just such a joke, and yeah, I still think they're gonna walk the league comfortably. Um, obviously Laporte's injury is a bit of a worry, but the way that City like defend the way that they defend is basically like having most of possession for most of the match like there's still there's still times where they have to defend but it's not like you know what Laporte does is not like what Van Dijk does where he's constantly clearing crosses or heading or headers or stuff like that you know like he's defending his box whereas Laporte and whoever plays next to him they are they have a lot less to do every game, basically. At least, like, defen- defensively, like, on the ball. Laporte's, like, amazing and, you know, he offers a lot. Like, I think Pep really values having, like, a left footer, like, in left foot defender to, you know, in the build-up. But, yeah, I still think City's defence will be really good without him. Um, the only thing is that the chance, the likelihood of, like, um, like a complete fuck-up is much higher with Otamendi and Stones. Because they both have, you know, they both have a mistake in them. So, yeah, but it's it's City. Like, they're going to they're gonna win the league comfortably, I think. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Liverpool, I think pretty much everyone had them to finish second. Um, 
but yeah, like it's it's weird. Like I thought they'd be worse this season than last year, definitely. At least points wise, because like performance wise, um, yeah, they can probably still be like really dominant. The thing is, yeah, Liverpool City are so much better than everyone else that even if Liverpool are worse than last year, they're still gonna like steamroll these shit teams, like these mid-table teams. So. You know, Liverpool getting worse could still mean they get a similar sort of. Uh, they'll still get sort of similar points tally to last season, or if they don't, it will be mainly due to them not getting as lucky as last year. If that makes sense, but yeah, like this season, they've just looked like a, a like quite a lot worse. I think, like Norwich was. Um, I know they won four one, but their defense looked like really shaky, like. Pookie had a few chances. Um, was it Steeperman? He had a few chances. Like they just, they just, they just didn't look that solid. And I thought maybe it's just you know first game nerves, whatever. But now like Southampton dominated them, and Southampton probably should have got at least a point from that game. And then, uh, and then Arsenal, mm, they had a few chances. Like Pepe had a couple pretty big chance. Aubameyang had a big chance. Um, but yeah, like Liverpool probably deserve to win most games, but it's just the performances are quite worrying. Like one of these weeks, Liverpool are going to drop points against one of these um, mid-table teams unless they improve. Cause yeah, like it, Burnley was the only win that was like really really convincing for me. Everything else was a bit like, like is this team like is this team really going to compete for the league again? Like, I'm not sure, but yeah, like. They, they don't look like bad or any, anything. Obviously, but it's just there are a few worrying signs. But they'll still probably get second place, which is you know a good season for them. I'd say. Um. Third place, I had Spurs. Um. I think I don't really know how to sort of what to make of our season so far because. It's hard to judge without in with all these sort of injuries or you know. Vertonghen and Eriksen not been injured but they just haven't played as much as you know they should but yeah like I'd say Villa was our only like good performance everything else was like was either shit or quite shaky and City away like you, you know you can't I wasn't expecting anything other than what happened really it was a bit worrying like the fact we only had two shots and we got completely dominated but it is Man is the best team in the league, so I guess that's that's you know you can't draw too much from that. But against Arsenal, like we just we scored a couple goals, yeah. But then after that, we just got pummeled like for sixty minutes, and it was painful to watch. And then um and then Newcastle game like just was terrible. Like we were we were playing we we're playing against the deep block for like sixty minutes, and I think we had like one one chance of note and that was Lucas Skynet from like 10 yards out like it's just that's just not good enough but I feel like we've end up we've end on belly back and with Lasalso fully integrated and with um Aurea who I know he gets a lot of like people say shit but he's be- he's a better right back than like Walker Peters or you know or definitely Devinson Sanchez so I feel like we've not been good but I still think we'll get like we'll. I still think we'll get top four for sure, um, and probably third place. 
um yeah so yeah not too much sort of not too much to worry about but you know we don't want to be sort of already five six points off the pace and then like yeah we'll be all right we'll be all right like we need to start picking up points soon but yeah um fourth place at arsenal uh arsenal i think yeah they've probably been they've probably been like the most disappointing team or one of the most disappointing teams like i like, i know it's just early days but like burnley they looked like they did not look good against Burnley at all, and they probably should have. They probably should have dropped points that match. Like, yeah, like they just didn't look good at all. And then Liverpool's. I I actually thought Liverpool was more sort of encouraging than Burnley. Like, despite the fact they lost, they still sort of they were still in the game from like what sixty minutes maybe, and they had a they had a couple big chances to score against you know Liverpool, whereas against Burnley it was just so like. Um, they didn't really create much and Burnley actually looked like a threat from like set pieces and stuff and yeah like it, Arsenal just weird to me like I thought um, these sorts of games against like the, the mid-table clubs that was like their bread and butter really like that's that's where they get their points and then you know the bigger games is when they sort of falter but I've been more impressed like even against Spurs they were they had us pinned back for like pretty much the whole game and I know it's easy to sort well not easy but I know it's I know it's easy to like rack up you know chances and shots when when you're losing because the other team's sort of hanging on but yeah I just thought the, the Spurs performance was like more impressive for me than the the Burnley game or the Newcastle game where they didn't really create much but yeah it's still still early days Pepe looks really good um uh, I saw quite a lot of people saying like, "Oh, his end product was shit against Spurs, blah blah blah." And yeah, like he was, he didn't score, but he still he looked like really threatening. Like I think he had um, seven shots that game, and pretty much all of them were from like positions that you'd want your your attacker to be shooting from. So like you know centrally or just off the right. So yeah, I think Arsenal will be fine like for top four. Um, I think Mustafi being sort of phased out is is great for them, even though their defense is still not great. But you know they've got Bellerin to come back and Tierney to sort of come come in. So Arsenal look fine, but um, I thought they'd I thought by now they'd be on like like nine points. So I thought I honestly thought they'd beat us. I thought they'd you know pummel um, Burnley and Newcastle because that's what they do usually. Um, but yeah, they've sort of just scraped through a few of these games. I think they beat Newcastle and Burnley by one goal, I think. So, yeah, like um, I was just a bit surprised by that. But against Spurs, they actually looked all right. So, who knows? Um, fifth place, I had United. Um, yeah, United. So, I've seen a lot on Twitter about this whole, like, uh, expected points, expected this, blah, 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 and I feel like, uh, I feel like it's been a bit sort of overplayed, like, how unlucky United have gotten, because the fact they've gotten three penalties in the first place, even that is a bit sort of, I don't know if I'd say lucky, because, um, because they've earned those penalties, like, I think all of them were penalties, uh, I don't really remember, but, yeah, the the Pogba one was definitely a penalty. The Rashford one was a penalty. 
and I don't even remember the other one, the one against Palace. But um, but yeah, like, but then um, the whole the whole argument people are making about oh, expected this, expected points, it's based on the fact that um, it's heavily inflated by the fact they've had three penalties in four games, and I know you shouldn't ignore penalties because they they are a part of football, obviously, like they do count, but. The amount of penalty, like three penalties over four games, is just that's that's gonna slow down over the course of a season. Like I think over over the course of a season, if they keep up that rate, which they won't, it's like something like twenty eight penalties. So it's just it's not gonna happen. But people are treating it like as if that's how good their attack has been. Whereas from open play, they've they've struggled like quite a lot to create chances. Like. Uh, we I think we all knew it would happen as well. Like them, the only really creative player is Pogba. Other than that, it's like you know Lingard. Who <laughs> Lingard's not a terrible player, but he's just you know he's not the guy. He's not good enough for like a like a top four battle. He's not he's not someone that you want playing number ten for you if you're in a top four battle. And Rashford looks quite good, despite what I've seen about him. Like he, I think he looks quite promising this season. And then Marshall's looked like like what he always does. He doesn't he doesn't get many chances, but he's really clinical. So going forward, it doesn't look great for United. So that's why I'm a bit the whole expected points thing. I think their attack looks better than it is because of you know the amount of penalties they've had. But defensively, they look like they look solid. Um, I think they've only had one clean sheet, which. Uh, ironically, it was against Chelsea, like probably the game they defended worst in. But they've they've just looked fairly solid in the other games. Like if you look at the goals they conceded, um, the IU one was pretty bad. Um, but the rest is like what uh, the Vanano one was what mistake from De Gea. It wasn't really like a big chance that it was a sh- it was a shot from the left. You know, with a couple defenders in the way, like that should not be going in. Um, the Neves goal, like, what do you do about that? You know, you can't. I saw people blame, like, oh, how are you letting someone shoot from, you know, that stuff just. It's not stuff that you can really blame um, the defense on because nine, nine times out of ten, that shot just doesn't go in. Even with Neves, like, Neves takes a lot of shots. Neves took, like, I think he was like top 10 or top 15 for shots last season in the whole of the Premier League. And nearly all of them were from outside the box. And he only, he only scored like two goals from open play, I think. So or one goal from open play. So this whole idea that oh you can't let never shoot from outside the box or else it's a guaranteed goal like that is a complete myth. But yeah, United conceded from it, so it happens. And then um, the Vestergaard goal was uh, it wasn't great defending, but if you concede a header to someone that's like six foot six, then yeah, like I think you know there's not many players that you could have had. Instead of Lindelof there, that would have cleared that. But yeah, but yeah, United's defense does look quite good. But it's it's more the attack that concerns me. But I think f- fifth place is probably re- I still f- stick by like this top five so far. Like, I think this is where they all finish. Uh, sixth place, Chelsea. So Chelsea, yeah, um, it's weird because no one really knew what to expect from them. Because Lampard's sort of unknown. Like, he did okay in the championship, but that doesn't really mean anything. Like, he was managing pretty terrible players, and, you know, the championship's a weird league where 
it's a lot more unpredictable than the Premier League. So, you know, I can't. I don't think you could have said, oh, Lampard's a shit manager or a great manager based on one year at Derby. But, but yeah, I think he's done okay. It's just, like, results-wise, he's done okay. But I think there's, like, there's quite a big issue there that they seem to get so much worse in the second half every match. Like, Lampard clearly tries to sort of go absolutely crazy in the first five, ten minutes with, like, pressing and creating chances, and then they seem to burn out by, like, half-time. And if you're, like, Man City or Liverpool, where you have... Well, mainly Man City. If you're Man City and you have, like, the midfield that you can control a game 2-0 and you know it won't slip, then that's fine. But if you're, like, Chelsea you, and you're tuning up and you've got, like... You're, okay, the midfield's pretty good, but... They've got guys like Zuma and Azpilicueta in defence. Like, it's, you know, against the, against the def- against the sort of more fit team at this point, you will always be, like, prone to, to just conceding. So, yeah, like, I don't, I don't really know, like, what, what Lampard, if he's going to, like, keep trying this. I didn't see the game against Sheffield United, so, I don't know, maybe they tried something different there, but it's not a good sign that I think they've conceded... Uh, seven of their eight goals in the in the second half, and the only one they didn't concede was what a penalty, the Rashford penalty. So, yeah, like it's it's not a good sign. But I feel like he's Lampard's like a he's a smart guy. Like I'm sure he'll figure it out. But yeah, like it's, it, I think I'm more like sort of impressed by um like the personnel, like guys like Mount and Abraham. They've sort of they've done better than I thought they would, and I'm pretty I'm like a I sort of believed in Tammy. Like I thought, yeah, he's he's a lot better than people are saying, and yeah, I, I thought he should be Chelsea's like number one striker this season. Like over the maybe not at the start, but he should. He's he's gonna be better than Giroud. But what, four games, four goals in what three, four games? Like it's, it's pretty good form, and Mount looks like the best player at the minute. So. I still don't know what to make of them. Um, the defense is an issue, obviously, and the attack looks decent, but it's not like I'd probably say United have got a. Oh, it's, it's close actually. The United and Chelsea's attack is equally bad, I'd say, but um, but I feel like against these sort of mid-table relegation teams, Tammy is gonna like he's gonna clean up against these teams. Like he will get ten, ten, twelve. 10-12 goals this season, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, that's Chelsea. 7th place. Uh, I kind of flip-flopped between these two teams a lot. I had I had Wolves, but I also said Leicester. Um, but I, I went with Wolves. Like I, put, I sort of posted like the prediction on Twitter, so that's what I'm going with. Um, but, yeah, I did put Wolves 7th. And, um... Yeah, they've been like pretty, pretty average. I'd say, like the whole Europa League thing has played a way bigger part than I thought it would. Like they look, especially the first three games. Like they looked alright against Everton, um, but the first few games they just didn't create anything. Their attack just looks so blunt, and it's just the the thing is their whole attack is based on Jota and Jimenez just sort of conjuring something out of nowhere like playing a one-two and you know scoring on the, on the counter or something like that like you saw last season like when shots played up front most of his goals and most of him and his goals were sort of assists for each other like that's that's what they did 
because they don't really have creative fullbacks like um, I think Johnny on the left. A lot of what he offers going forward is just sort of cutting in and you know passing it in field or crossing it because he's right footed. And Doherty was like he was like an he was probably the like third most attacking player, but he's sort of been in and out of the team this year because of like injuries and Adama's looked pretty good. So they've sort of lost that sort of goal threat from Doherty. So they're even more reliant on Jota and Jimenez to just sort of make something from nothing. And yeah, like you can tell that they're they're struggling a bit. Like in games that I've seen, it's like Dendonka who's meant to be their sort of holding midfielder. He's the guy that's sort of uh like supporting Jota and Jimenez and it's just so bad to watch because he's he's just not good going forward at all. Like he's terrible on the ball. He's like I see Dendonka as like a less technically gifted version of Ramsey because he has that work rate and he gets in like decent positions but every time the ball is at his feet he's just he doesn't know what to do like he can't dribble he can't shoot so it's terrible to watch and I feel like Wolves I'm actually a bit I'm a bit worried that like they'll be fine they'll, they're not gonna like like go down or anything obviously like defen- the defence is still really good but I'm a bit worried, like, how they're going to score goals. Because, yeah, like, Jota and Jimenez are good players. Probably two of the best attackers outside the top six. But they just have no one, like, no one supporting them. Like, there's no one even... Like, Martinez a good, like, sort of creative player. But a lot of it is from, like, set pieces and, you know, or crosses and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm just worried about Wolves. And the signings weren't that impressive this summer. Like, they... They brought in um a couple of Portuguese guys with like no no pedigree whatsoever, like a couple of teenagers who I don't even think they've got a senior appearance yet. And then Cotrone who looks he looks alright, but he's more of like a he's more of like a super sub for them. So I think Wolves are actually gonna be like they'll be fine, like they'll probably get eighth or ninth, but I'm starting to think they won't get seventh. Um, and that's even if they get knocked out of like Europa League. They're just I'm just worried about their their attack. Um, so yeah, that's Wolves eighth place. I had Leicester. Um, they've probably been like the most sort of the most surprising team. Even though it's not surprising, but they've probably exceeded expectations the most this season so far. I'd say. Um. Yeah, Soyuncu. I don't know how you say it. Soyuncu. He's looked like a really solid Maguire replacement, and I'm happy like that. They sort of stuck with him because I was I heard like good things about him and Benkovic at Celtic last season, and it just seemed like a waste to me to for them to splash like forty, fifty million on like a Lewis Dunk or something. Like I'm glad they're you know they're persisting with this guy. They they did spend like twenty million in on him, so he's not like a complete randomer. Like he's clearly highly rated, but. Um, but yeah, it's just good to see. Like, I hate seeing these teams sort of um, like hit the jackpot. Like, Leicester hit the jackpot with Maguire. Like, they got a good defender for two years and they made about 60, 70 million. And for them to just blow that on another sort of uh, much worse defender in like Lewis Dunk or something, that would have just, you know, or Tarkowski. Like, they're not bad players, but uh, like 50 million, man, come on. Like, I'm glad Sainz turned out to be pretty good. Um, but, yeah, Leicester look, just look like... I think they're, like, clearly the best team outside the top six right now. 
Like Madison looks like good as ever. Tielemans looks all right. Um, Vardy's just doing what Vardy always does. The defense looks good. I think, um, according to like expected goals against, I think they're like the the second highest or third highest. Uh, well, third lowest. So basically, they've got like the third best defense so far. Um, like Leicester just look really good, and their depth is a lot better than Wolves's as well. So. Guys like Harvey Barnes, um, Chowdhury, uh, Benkovic, like these guys are not even starting every week. Um, Perez, you know, they've got all these guys that they're not even regular starters, and you know, and they're still there. Like they still have those guys that can come off the bench and do a job. Whereas with Wolves, it's a lot more. It's, you're looking at guys like Gibbs White, and yeah, Catrone, and these these nineteen year olds from Portugal. So. Yeah, Leicester look really good, I'd say, and I think they're gonna. I now think they're gonna get seventh. Um, yeah. Everton, I had them in ninth place. Um, Everton look like. I feel like a lot of these teams have got the same issues where they look decent defensively, but it's their attack that's a bit sort of. Um, their attack doesn't look that good. I think they only scored one goal from the first three games, and then against the Wolves, they I think they scored they won three two, so maybe it's a sign of things to come now that uh, Keane is in the team and Wobie's in the team ahead of Bernard and uh, Calvert Lewin, so yeah, like this attack now looks pretty good. Like it will be Sigurdsson, Richarlison, and Keane looks like a like a formidable attack. Um, but I still think the same issues that I had, the same worries I had about them before the season are still there. So they signed that Bamin guy to replace, um, to to replace Gay, and he's out for like three months now. So they've now got like three months of Delph and Gomez playing together, and Delph's not bad or anything. But you think he was signed as mainly a squad player to just you know fill in every now and then. But now they're going to have to rely on a guy who, who's not bad, like I said, but he's, like, Delph is injury-prone himself, and they're now going to be relying on him as their only defensive mid for, what, three months? I think Schneiderlin might still be there, but he's, like, he's just, I don't rate him at all. So their depth is still, like, a big issue, like, especially at centre-back as well. Um, that Bamin guy, apparently he can play as a centre-back. So the fact that he's now out for three months and the only centre-backs are Mina, Keane and Holgate. Like, like, it's not a good position to be in. So, even if in the short term they'll be fine, like, they'll probably keep the form up for a while. I just feel like the wheels are, the wheels are going to come off at some point this season. And the thing is with Marco Silva, I don't know if, like, this is harsh, but at every club he's been at so far, when things have started going wrong... It's like they've sort of, they've just gone like really wrong. Like he's lost like three, four in a row and, you know, things have just gone to shit. So I feel like Everton are just sort of, yeah, they're like an accident waiting to happen for me. And yeah, I think the thing is, yeah, like they'll still probably get top half. So it's not like, it won't be disastrous, but I just can't see a scenario where they finish like seventh or, you know, break into top six. But yeah, that's that's Everton. Um, next up, West Ham in tenth. Um, West Ham. So 
yeah, I feel like what's happened with West Ham so far is pretty much what we all expected. So their defense looks terrible or pretty shaky at least. Like even against, I watched the Norwich game the other day, and the thing is, they they like it's like they don't concede that many chances, but the chances they concede seem to be like really big ones. Like Cantwell had a header which. If you timed the run a bit better, that was an easy tap-in. And same with Dermich at the end. Um, but, like, generally, they looked pretty comfortable defensively. But it's just... It's like they're, they're really relying on Fabianski to just, to just be a monster again because that's pretty much what made their defence good last season or respectable, at least. Um, but, yeah, their attack looks crazy good. Like, that is just... Haller was just such a good signing. And... Yeah, like I'm, um, he'll he'll get like fifteen plus this season. I I genuinely think he'll he's gonna just smash it. Um, I like I think he missed the he missed one of the games and one of the games was against City. Yeah, he still got like the second highest, um, expected goals in the league. I think like it's over one a game right now, which one put one per ninety, which I know it's just four games, but like his. His just positioning and movement is so good. Like he's gonna score for fun in this league, especially with supporting cast of what Anderson, uh, Lanzini. For now, is not even fully integrated in the team yet. Yarmolenko, you know, like West Ham's attack looks seriously good, and Pellegrini's teams always they're always pretty good going forward. So, yeah, like the the main worry with with West Ham is their their midfield, like. Rice is pretty good, but he's not like he's not like Kante defensively, and his partner is like Noble Wilshire. Like their midfield is just not very good. But um, so say they get an injury to, well, an injury to Rice would be absolutely like disastrous. But even an injury to like Noble or Wilshire, and you still get the feeling that they're gonna be fucked unless they sign someone in January. But for now, their midfield is just that's another accident waiting to happen. Um. But yeah, West Ham's attack just for me, they're probably like they're probably I don't know. The thing is, I've always seen Bournemouth as a team that's like really good to watch because they score loads, but they also concede loads. But I feel like West Ham are now entering that territory where they're just you just feel like they're gonna score against absolutely everyone. And Haller's just so good. Lanzini looks like he's back to his best after that injury. Anderson's quality, like they're just so good going forward. And yeah, tenth place. It's probably realistic because the defense is quite bad. But yeah, like they're from an entertainment point of view, they're like you know top three probably. Um, eleventh place. I had Watford. Uh, so Watford have definitely been like the the most disappointing team so far. Um, I kind of saw it. Like you could you could kind of see some signs of you know there were some signs that were pretty worrying the end of last season. Like, I think they lost, like, the last four in the league. And they completely bottled, like, seventh place. Like, they were... They were one point off Wolves in, like, early April, I think. And they ended up finishing 11th, which is just, like, it's disastrous. And then the FA Cup final, nothing needs to be said. Like, they just got obliterated. And then this season, they've just started, like, the end of last year. So, they've probably been a bit unlucky. Like, certain games, they've... They, you know, I think they've they've only scored one goal so far, which is pretty unlucky when you look at like the the chances they've had. But um, was it one goal? Was it 
I think it's yeah, it might generally just be one goal. Um, but their defense is so bad that it's sort of like they probably deserve to lose most games. Um, but like I feel like I don't know if I don't know what we sort of expected from Watford in that in that aspect because they've got guys like Kafka and Dawson and you know and a thirty-five-year-old Holibas in defense. So their defense wasn't great last season, but their attack was pretty good. So it sort of made up for it. Whereas now it's like they're not scoring goals, so you know their defenses. People are realizing like how just how bad their defense is, but I hope they stick with Gracia because I think he's a good manager, and I feel like Watford's squad on paper is so bad that, like realistically, you know no manager is gonna get them much higher than where Gracia will take them. Like there's no way they go down with Gracia this season, whereas, you know. <laughs> Say say Gresta stays, he'll probably get about twelfth, thirteenth. Whereas if they sack him, they might get a bit better than twelfth, thirteenth, but not like then there's no way they're getting seventh, and they could get relegated. So I just think the uh, the risk versus reward is just um, the risk is so much greater than the reward in sacking Gresta at this point. But we've already seen like that is what Watford do. So who knows, man? But I I like him, so I personally hope he stays. Twelfth place at Southampton. Um, this is they've actually been pretty good as well, but I don't think it's been reflected in the points they've gotten. So against Liverpool, like I already said, they were they were quite good. Like they were they were really good considering they were up against Liverpool. The thing is, they they come up quite like um well and like stuff like expected goals or you know all this all these metrics but the players they've actually got like the attackers they've got just aren't good so like I, I, st- I still worry for them a bit like maybe not relegation but I just wish they had like a proper good striker because Hassan Hill looks like a really good manager and they've just got they're just stuck with Ings and Che Adams and you know all these average strikers Whereas you just feel like that squad has, um, with a couple signings, that squad has potential to be really good with a really good manager. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I think they'll be sort of lingering in mid-table. Like, there's nothing to really say about Southampton. Um, but, yeah, they, they've had two good performances against top six teams. So, you know, I think they'll be fine. It was a bit of a smash and grab against Brighton. But, you know, they're a good team. Um... 13th had Bournemouth. Uh, I feel like Bournemouth sort of finish around this play uh, around this position every year. Um, we know what you get with Bournemouth. Like like I said, loads of goals, both for and against. Um, I think obviously will well not Wilson will probably have a good season as good as last year. Fraser probably not. So and Brooks is out for about three months. So their attack is probably going to suffer a bit this year. Like they'll probably be worse going forward than they were last year. But um, but they'll still be fine. Like I feel like Howe has a very um sort of I don't know how to say it. I don't know if you'd say it's uh quite a sustainable way of playing. I'd say like quite a sustainable way of scoring goals. Um, where they sort of replicate it every season. Like they score quite a lot on the counter attack, and you know they have these quick attackers that uh sort of run the channels and they get loads of crosses in. Like they have a pretty yeah, like, sustainable way of scoring. So I think 
Bournemouth will be fine this season, but it just feels like they could do a lot better than... It's sort of getting to that stage now where you want them to kick on a bit rather than just be content with 14th every single season. But, yeah, that is that is Bournemouth for you, so... Um, 14th, I'd Brighton. Um... I I sort of I heard quite a lot of good things about Potter, so I thought yeah they're they're gonna be they're gonna be decent this season. Like there's no way they get relegated, and they've made they've made quite a few good signings. You know, um, the thing with Brighton I find weird is that they seem to get gotten rid of all of their sort of depth. Like they had um, they they got rid of Lacadia, which fair enough. Like he's not a great player, but. They also got rid of like Andoni, and I just feel like their their attack now is very weak, especially because Izquierdo is very injury prone, and Yakambash is like, you know, we still don't know how shit he is. Like he got zero goals, zero assists last season, but is he actually like that bad? Is he completely useless at Premier League level? We don't know yet. Um, but it's, he's not someone you want to like rely on. Is my is my point? Like they've got they've now got Trossard. Um, more pie, more pie, more pay, and that, and then uh, on the right they've got like Gross, who's not even a proper winger, and that's it right now. Like they, like their attack is just so light, and they've got Glenn Murray as like a backup, and maybe like a couple youngsters I've heard. Um, like their attack is really light to just be discarding these guys on loan. Like it makes no sense to me. They've not even received the fee for them, so I just don't get why they did that. But. Um, the signs are pretty good so far. Like Trossard looks really good. Um, I've got my fantasy team in every week. Like when I'm checking the stats and stuff, um, on like sofa score or whatever, and I'm seeing like two big chances missed, two big chances created. It's so frustrating, but at least it's like it's like it's like a good sign that he's gonna start scoring soon, or he's gonna start assisting soon. Um, what from what I've seen, he already looks like their best attacker, probably, probably their best player even. Like he just looks. He looks really special, and I think against that West against West Ham, he literally he was at the heart of everything for them, and he had goal ruled out. He scored later in the match, so Trossard looks really good. Um, I still I'm still don't know about the defense. Like they're playing free at the back, which sort of um, it's a good it's a good uh, system when you you don't have like great defenders basically. And yeah, like I think Brighton will just be fine. Like I said, like loads of teams here, they'll they'll finish somewhere between eleventh and fifteenth, and won't really come close to relegation. But yeah, I I hope Potter does well because I'm just I don't want to hear about how sucking Hewton was a mistake. Like if Brighton go down, we'll never hear the end of how sucking Hewton was a mistake because he never goes down, and you know blah blah blah. So I really. I like the point of like a progressive manager like Potter and I want it to be rewarded. So hopefully hopefully they do well. And yeah, just keep doing what they're doing. Um fifteenth place Burnley. Burnley have looked really good as well actually. Um considering they've already played Liverpool and Arsenal, like they they are just they they're doing well. Like there there's still a lot of positive signs despite the fact they lost both of those games. Um Barnes just looks like like genuinely a really good striker. Like maybe a bit system reliant. Like he f- sort of feeds on scraps quite a lot and you know, a lot of his goals are sort of um ugh, the thing is if you say poaching 
it, poaching's not, not a bad thing for a striker, but a lot of his goals are just like, they're sort of created from the way Burnley play, which is a lot of like crosses and knockdowns and stuff like that. And I don't think it's repli- repli- replicable at a top team or like an, even another sort of top te- top half team. But um, but he's a good player for like for their system. He's perfect. Like he's so good at finishing first time, and yeah, just getting shots off with with both feet. So yeah, Burnley. Are, I always see Burnley tipped for relegation. And I never really understand it because they just do this every year, and they're actually pretty good. Like going forward now, like last season they scored more than Wolves, which is a bit, you know, I don't think many people would would have known that. So they're sort of seen as like really defensive low block team, and they sort of are. But they they've got really good attackers now. Like Wood and Barnes are both definitely hundred percent Premier League quality strikers. So Burnley will be fine. Um, yeah, I just I see I sort of see like a cut off point below Burnley as teams that will scrap for relegation, and they're just definitely not in it. Sixteenth um, at Aston Villa. Um, in hindsight, I was sort of, I think I sort of, I, I sort of knew they did, their business wasn't that good, like their business didn't impress me at all, but when a team spends 100 million, it sort of feels like you shouldn't really put them in your bottom three, like that's how I, that's how I saw it, even though they probably have got like one of the worst squads in the league, um, but yeah, like Villa's performances haven't been that bad, but I just worry for them, like defensively they look all right like Mings is pretty good Heaton's a good keeper um and yeah like they look decent defensively but the attack is just I feel like Wesley was the most predictable sort of six goals a season striker ever he just he didn't do great in Belgium he got 10 goals last season seven goals the season before and he's not like he doesn't look like a bad player or anything but he looks like like much more of a sort of hold up guy who brings others into the game and and that's fine if if you've got wide attackers wide forwards that are really good but they've got like Trezeguet and El Ghazi and guys like that um and Jot who looks good Jot looks good but he's he's more of a creator himself as well so they I just don't see where goal is going to come from for Villa like it will have to be a lot of one nil sort of grinding out results at Villa Park like they all have to make Villa Park a fortress and sort of what the game against Everton like last week I think last uh, last Friday night there'll have to be a lot of those sort of performances because yeah like they just don't look like a team that's gonna regularly batter t- regularly you know score two goals away from home and stuff like that like their attack is just not great and I've seen a lot of people praising their midfield and it's good but it just it's like it's not enough if if that makes sense like they they need goals in that team and if they're I sort of see them being like 19th in January and then just trying to sign like another striker or another winger because Wesley as good as he is at that side like that side of his game you need goals like in your attack and he's I just don't see him being a goal scoring striker at all so I think Villa might be fucked like they might be they might go down um, like they probably will go down actually. So, yeah. Seventeenth, um, I had Palace. Um, they've actually done like really well points wise, but perf- like the performances have still not been great. Um, like against Villa, they had that goal which, 
even if it wasn't if it wasn't meant to be allowed whatever it's it's not exactly convincing the fact that they they need like a dodgy goal ruled out to sort of guarantee that win united it was like quite lucky even though the thing is when a team wins against like a big team it's hard to say they're lucky because they had to they really have to grind for that win and they're sort of the underdogs but united missed the penalty missed a couple sitters and you know palace scored like a last minute winner you know from a De Gea mistake like that is quite fortunate i think so to get six points from these last two games and you know and the draw like everton you know i i i think they they might be fucked as well um like they they're in a similar position to to villa where their defense is pretty good like probably one of the best outside the top 6 actually and even with Wan-Bissaka gone like it just I feel like Hodgson teams just defend so well. Like I don't know what it is. If they don't really sit back much, they're not really like a low block team. Um, but I don't know. Like they just they have a really good keeper, and they just seem to to defend well. Um, but their attack is so bad. Like probably even worse than Villa's. Um, like Zaha's obviously really good, but even he is not like a great goal scorer. Like the most he's ever got is ten goals. Um, and like loads of their goals last season were from Milivojevic penalties, which I know it's happened two seasons in a row, but it probably won't happen again. Like they'll probably get four or five penalties this year, as opposed to like twelve or wherever they got last year. And then I use started season well, but he's not gonna. He's not like a ten goal a season striker. Benteke is completely finished, and then Townsend's like Townsend literally gets about three goals every season, so. Palace, I worry about, but I feel like Hodgson's a good manager, and they are like really, they're a lot better defensively than Villa, I'd say. So Palace will probably stay up just about, but they they'll definitely, they'll almost definitely be in that sort of scrap, I think. And so yeah, onto the three teams that had to go down. First of all, I had Sheffield United, which I think most people said they would go down, um, just because none of us knew about their players really like we just saw they were all British and just I thought yeah like these guys will these guys are probably not that technically gifted they're not really that exciting they don't have any you know I don't think most of us knew about any of their players so it's hard to sort of say yeah like yeah they'll they'll definitely stay up but um they've been they've been pretty good like they've been they've been a lot better than I thought they'd be um they seem like another one of those teams that they'll have to make um, Bramwell Lane, I think it's, yeah, Bramwell Lane, they'll have to make that a fortress to stay up, because they're not going to score many goals, like, away from home, they're not going to, you know, then their attack is not great as well, like, they've got them Goldrick guy, McBurney, they're probably chipping with, like, six, seven goals, and that's it, um, Robertson looks quite promising as well, but, um, but yeah, I think they'll, they'll be another team, they'll just have to constantly grind out these one nils, these two ones, um, but I feel like they've got quite a lot of, um, like, their team spirit is really good, so I feel like they're a lot more sort of, um, like, the vibe you get from someone like, uh, Wilder, or Wilder, the manager, and just the team in general is that they're all sort of united, they're all, they're all gonna fight for promotion, like, I've got, for promotion, for survival, like, I've just got that vibe about Sheffield United, like, they're gonna stay up just through sheer, like, determination and, grinding out results um whereas teams that have really stayed up they've got a lot more of a like a 
team like Palace that have constantly getting worse and worse, or a um, like a Newcastle, for example, or I don't know, just any of these teams that have had a few seasons in the Premier now, it gets a lot more toxic when things aren't going right because they're they're sort of um, they're just getting worse and worse. So there's already a bad atmosphere around the ground. Whereas you know, and say say they stay up like a Palace or whatever or a Brighton. It's not considered like a great achievement. Like that is pretty much the bare minimum for them, and they want to get better and better. Whereas, um, for like Sheffield United or a or a Villa, that is like heaven for them. Staying up is that's their ultimate goal. So, I feel like Sheffield United. I'm starting to think they'll um they'll just about stay up like Huddersfield did in their first season, even though they had a shocking squad. But they that togetherness was just there, and they grinded out all those little one year wins at home so I think Sheffield United might just stay up but obviously they they could easily go down like the squad is just not that good but um, but I feel like if Wilder does uh, if they go down I feel like they'll do what Burnley did with Daesh and just sort of they'll just stick with the manager and they won't say like yeah you know you have to go now you're, you got us relegated like they will they will stick with him and they'll probably bounce back in a couple of years um 19th place had Newcastle. Um, I just I just knew they were gonna be us, man. Like I had a feeling, like, ah, uh, and yeah, like I feel like Steve Bruce is one of those managers that no one really rates, and he gets a lot of criticism, even from me. Like it was such an uninspiring um, appointment, like from Benitez to Bruce, but he's not like a terrible manager or anything, like. I don't know, maybe I think a lot of us sort of, um, I think maybe it's harsh to sort of tip them for relegation, even though they'll probably be in that sort of scrap. Um, like, maybe they're not as bad as we thought. Maybe Bruce isn't as bad as we thought as well. So, their defence is pretty decent. Um, Shah is probably one of the best defenders outside the top six. Um, Lascelles is alright. Dummett is like, <laughs> he's like an old school fullback. Like, he's just amazing defensively. Um, loads of blocks and that, loads of like, you know, he's just he's just good, hard to beat. Um, but yeah, the attack just looks really on paper it looks good. Like if you if you look at Almiron, Jolinton, and say Maxman on paper, like yeah, there's goals in that. But the way they play, it's like Almiron's the like the second striker behind Jolinton, and that is their attack. That is literally. Their, their whole game plan is just basically get the ball up to those two and hope for them to create something out of nothing. And they're both just so isolated. Like, I'm not sure Almiron's even a good player. Like, he's literally got zero goals, zero assists since he joined. But he looks so isolated whenever I watch Newcastle. Like, he... It, for them, it's pretty much just going to have to be a counter-attacking counter masterclass every week to get wins because... You can't just have one big man and one small guy and, you know, and just expect to score goals. Like, it's it's not... The attack is just not good. Like, I was watching the, the Newcastle-Arsenal game and a lot of the time it was just literally long balls, aimless long balls for, like, 90 minutes. And I don't know, like, maybe things will turn around when they've got, like, a say, maximum who's really good at dribbling. He can get the ball up the field. Um, and maybe they'll switch systems like a three for three or something to accommodate all three of them. But for now, like it's the attack is quite worrying. But 
their defense is also really good. So I don't know. I think they'll. Pro- it's hard to predict. Like they'll probably be in and in and around relegation, but maybe they won't actually go down um, like we thought they would. And finally, Norwich. I had them in twentieth. Um, I just thought they'd be like another film from last season where they have this like really uh, like possession based style of play. Um, they'd be like quite gung ho, like going forward, and I feel like that's quite a naive approach to to come to the Premier League. But they they've looked like pretty decent. Like their performance at Anfield was a lot better than four one. I'd say. Um, and yeah, like they obviously Pukki's been like the probably the biggest story of the season so far, but um, but they just genuinely look quite good. Like their attack looks like they'll score against anyone, um, and they look like that sort of they look like they're in that Bournemouth mode where they have a, a sustainable way of scoring goals. Like it's not just Pukki; he's Pukki's actually pretty good. Uh, his all round play is pretty good, and you've got guys like Cantwell. And Steeperman and Buendia running off him. Like, they will score a lot of goals this season, Norwich. Um, but the worry is just, is their defence, you know, even worse? Is it that bad? Um, I saw that that closer guy is meant to be out for like three or four months now. So Hanley's still going to be starting every week and he's terrible. So I don't know with Norwich. I think they'll, they'll probably stay up. Like, 20th is really harsh and they've already, like, surpassed what... They, they've already done what Fulham were trying to do all season... Um, but yeah, I I think they they could still go down, obviously, but definitely not twentieth place. There's definitely they're definitely not the worst team in the division, and I just feel like I, yeah, I seriously underestimated them. And Pookie, I thought he'd get like six seven goals this season, but yeah, shows what I know. But yeah, that's all twenty teams. Um, this has gone for so long now, nearly an hour, but. Hopefully, yeah, it's just been enjoyable to listen to. And as always, just let me know feedback and that. Thanks for listening.